0: me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance
1: last resort by amelia wild emerson leblanc lost more than an acquisition he lost the woman he loves there's no redemption for a man with his past no future for a relationship built on stalking and kidnapping at least that's what he believes when he meets daphne again she's not a piece of art she's a woman determined to paint a new path for herself for him except the ocean holds more than shadows it holds danger that could ruin them both that's last resort by amelia wilde it's live today go grab it now lady listeners welcome back lady listeners hey welcome back we have the second installment of assist by claire hastings and we're going to make you wait. So <laughs> before we get into that, we're going to chit chat for a little bit and catch up from Tuesday's episode. And there was one thing I had a note that I meant to ask you about on Tuesday, but I forgot. I do have lady listener emails. But before that, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about what Kim Kardashian said about What's that time? women need to work? Oh. How did you feel about that? I know you like Kim K, so I'm not trying to shit on it. Like, I just wanted to get what your feels were. It was a very privileged thing to say. Yeah. You
0: know, very, honestly, I think. That, the, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'll I ask you. do go ahead. believe that Kim Kardashian is an extremely hard worker. Yeah. I do yeah. believe that. I do believe, yeah. but I think that she forgets that mm-hmm. she came from money, mm-hmm. she came from privilege. She also, people. There is beauty privilege as well. She was Mm grace-beautiful. She was born that way. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. things have been given to her in a way that they are not given to anybody else. I mean, she won the genetics lottery. She won a lot of lotteries, technically. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... It's different and I don't think that she gets that. I do think that she gets up every day and she busts her ass and Mm -hmm. she looks at other things and she probably gets frustrated, but it was a very privileged and ignorant thing for her to say.
1: You know, like when I initially heard her say it, I can almost agree with it to a certain extent mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you and I are in an industry where it's female driven and there is definitely, there's a, a there's a, a large difference sometimes between the authors who are super successful in the authors that hustle and can't break out, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's a big difference between that. And sometimes it is based on work ethic, but sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. Sometimes you just get fucking lucky, you know? So to a certain extent I can see it because, you know, we've dedicated a huge portion of ourselves and our lives and time away from our family to this career you know, that might not necessarily pay off, you know, like it's a gamble, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, to a degree, I can see what she means about you got to work. Because I think that for anybody that wants their dreams to come true, yes, you have to work. But there is so much more to that conversation than Uh just you got to work. Like you also have to have the privilege and the ability to be able to have someone take care of your kids while you work you know, to pay your bills (laughs) while you, while you work. Yeah. And she also
0: got the privilege to be able to start a job and have something to fall back on and and to take risks. Some people just have to go into a corporation and work, work, work. They don't Mm -hmm. get a chance to do a side hustle to make their own business because, you know, me and Rob even had this conversation with Isabel starting a -hmm. new job. I said, you know, My whole life, I've always been driven that you work, 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 work. You know, Mm -hmm. you work harder if you want more. But I also feel like over the past few years, I've realized that some of these standards are unrealistic and
1: bullshit. Yeah, for sure. People
0: are working when they're sick. Mm -hmm. They're working all the time, and there's Mm -hmm. so much more to life than fucking working.
1: Yeah, for sure. And And, I don't
0: want even my kids to think, even if your dog's sick, you get up and go to work or Mm – you know, the other day she was talking about she wanted to go work at She was like, oh, I'm thinking about going to Starbucks, but they're understaffed at Pizza Hut and I'll feel bad. And I have to look at and I was like, so you don't worry about Pizza Hut.
1: Yeah. You yeah. worry
0: about your fucking self because Pizza Hut doesn't give a shit about you.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> but I think these people get trapped into these jobs. You know what mm-hmm. I'm just trying to say in general? Sometimes yeah. they drill these things that were supposed to be a certain way mm-hmm. and people just do too much when they should be living a little.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I think it has a lot to do with the workforce right now. Yeah, I saw this um, tweet the other day. This guy was saying that they had a position open in their company, and he said, we had 800 applicants. He said, there is not a labor shortage right now. He said, we offered... He was like, we offer super competitive pay. We offer paid maternity leave. We offer free health benefits. You know, he was like, we are really competitive in what we offer. I said there's not a labor shortage. He said there is a shortage in people who value their employees. And I was like, fucking yep. A, right.
0: I agree. I 100% agree.
1: But I do also agree with what you're saying about, you know, Kim Kardashian having the luxury to take a risk and, and do a side hustle because she had something else to fall back on. You know, people who want to write full time that want to become authors, they don't have the luxury of just quitting their job and writing full time. I mean, even you and I starting out didn't do that.
0: I mean, yeah, we and that's the degree I get what she's saying. because yeah, Once yeah. upon a time, I mm-hmm. went to work every day. Mm-hmm. I came home. I wrote at night. Yeah, yeah, and that's all. I would go to work. I'd come home, have family, have dinner with my family, and write. And my husband had to be very understanding. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to do to build something to that yeah. degree. But some people don't. Even to you me, don't have I that was privileged. Yeah, that my yeah. husband was home at night to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And you weren't you know, a single
1: parent. You didn't have to work third shift. Like this was you know, you had the means that you didn't have to go to a second job after you got off your first job. Like, you know, there's a a lot that goes on with it. And I think, you know, in today's industry, and I don't want to speak outside of romance just because I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough to talk about any profession other than banking, because I did that for 13 years. (laughs) But (laughs) I do think like, you know, being in this industry and that kind of thing, I really... I really wish there was more compassion for women in this industry who, because by and large, they're women who are taking care of their families, whether that be children or extended family, or you're part of an extended family, you have to take care of your parents or siblings, you know, for whatever reason you have to devote your resources to your family. Yeah. So there's, there's so much else that goes along with this. So there's also a lot of like, guilt, too, that goes along with it, you know, with not being there for your kids, but also trying to, s- some, you know, offer support for your kids, you know, and that kind of, like, there's just so much else that goes along with it. It's a big conversation. So, to boil it down to, you know, a couple of sentences, you know, I don't know what that whole interview was about, but, the, I don't either. you know, the, so I don't want to, you know, maybe it was taken out of context, but the, the couple of sentences I heard, I didn't really like. But, you know, I think it's a bigger conversation than just a couple of sentences. Yeah, I
0: do. I mean, to this extent, yeah. I was get what she was saying. If you want something, you got to get up and you got to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But some people don't have that. And, you know, it's a yeah. whole conversation. I do think it was blown up too much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. but I can also see, like, if I was in a place where I was working like a dog and couldn't get ahead and spinning my wheels and had been like this for years and heard that comment yeah. and was really bitter, I'd yeah. I'd want to burn the fucking world down, you know, yeah. to hear that. To be like, oh, I just need to work harder. Are you fucking kidding me? You know? Mm-hmm. Because even now, like, I feel like I've worked and worked and worked until I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This, this ain't it. And, and
0: here's the – I think that something that a that psychiatrist said to me once, which I don't know Kim doesn't understand, is she's probably getting frustrated with maybe some of her employees. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can never expect your employees – To work to the standard you do. This
1: isn't their company. Yeah, they care to care that much as you do. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's not yours. You can't expect anybody. You're going to be the one that makes all the billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. not them. They're getting a paycheck. You may be great to them, but that only goes so far. They're Mm -hmm. not going to bend over backwards for you. They still have their own lives and their own wants. This is your dream, Mm -hmm. not theirs.
1: Yeah. It's a valid point. Just to you know, like if you're in a in the position of that to have that sort of luxury to say it, at least offer some grace with it when you do it. Because damn, yeah. <laughs> but
0: you can never expect anybody to work to the level of you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Something else that I heard the other day that really kind of resonated with me was um, there's Elise Meyer on TikTok. I love Elise. She is really just so sweet and so just very relatable. She's um, a woman on TikTok and she just talks, she tells really great stories about her life. She's got a lot of funny things that have happened to her and she has a very fun and engaging way of telling her stories. And so, as she does it, like, she's just, again, very relatable. Like, she's not gl- glitz glam, doesn't wear makeup. Her hair is always messy, and she's I always in dirty pajamas. I think know you're talking about. Yeah, I've posted is she her always, stuff always, like, a doing something with her hands? Like, yeah, she's always and... like, let me tell you about this story. Yes,
0: and Jennifer Aniston redid her the other day? Yeah, yes. yeah. I know um, who um, you're talking about. Like, it Jennifer Aniston?
1: Hate. I saw, um,
0: oh, what's her name? Oh, is it Reese
1: Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon, yeah. I saw Reese, Reese, Reese Witherspoon do it. It was really cute. She was making a peanut love her. Yeah, Elise is great. So Elise is awesome too because she's had a lot of therapy and so she shares a lot of her therapy and her stories. And one of the things that I took away from her and it has stayed with me. This has been a while ago that I heard it and it has stuck with me. And she says, look, they're not mad at you. You think they're mad at you, but they're not mad at you. I promise they're not mad at you. You didn't do anything wrong. They're not mad at you. And she said, and if they are mad at you, and they care about you, they will tell you that they're mad at you and they will give you an opportunity to make it right. And if they're mad at you and they don't tell you, they don't fucking matter. And I was like, I'm telling you, hearing that like blew my fucking mind because it's so true where it's like the people that love you, that really care about you and want you in their life and appreciate you, that want you in their corner. If they're upset with you, they will tell you and give you the chance to offer an apology or explain it or talk it out. And if they're mad at you and they don't give you that chance, you're like, you "No know what fuck her." Like if that's how they feel about it, then they're not meant to be in your life. Like that's not the person you, tell you want. I don't anybody with them. when I'm mad. I just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like but if someone genuinely upset you and you really cared about them, you would say, "Hey, that really upset me because you've done that before."
0: Yeah. Like were you if I'm taking really the up- upset? I've tried to do better about it. Yeah. But usually I just kinda I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll get over it. But I usually do get over things really fast. So I'm just like, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I especially like that for But
0: maybe you're right, I'm not truly upset then.
1: Yeah. But maybe it's not something that was enough for you to be like, you know what, that really pissed me off. Yeah. You yeah. know? But like I do like especially for people who overthink a lot that worry that you've somehow upset someone or made someone angry because I do that a lot like uh, you know because I have an impulse disorder like I just do things sometimes I just say things sometimes and then I'll think about it later I'm like was that the right way to say that did I even consider someone else's
0: you know what you did that doesn't remind me of somebody once sent me an email and they were like I think did I upset you and I was like what and I was like – and then she was like, no, I'm feeling weird about asking if I upset you. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, if anybody ever thinks I'm upset with them, mm-hmm. I would rather them ask me. Yeah. A million times. I would rather mm-hmm. you – whatever. Stop whatever you're doing. Text me. It's not bothering me. I'd rather just be able to be like, no. Because I know what it's like to be churning in your head yep. thinking yep. you upset somebody when mm-hmm. the person can clear it up like that.
1: Exactly. But, and again, that's the thing that for those who overthink it, that is a great thing to hang on to is that if they really are upset with you and they care about you, they'll tell you like that, that just transference of what she said made so much sense hearing it out loud. I had never had someone explain it to me like that before when it was like, fuck, she's right. Like, if yeah. they were really mad at me, they'd tell me because they love me. And they would be like, hey, that's fucked up. You're an asshole. You know? Like, yeah. I, I just, I thought that was fantastic. Like, when I when I saw her videos. And if you're not following Alisa Myers on TikTok, you should because she's fantastic.
0: I don't even TikTok. And her stuff pops up in places for me. Mm-hmm. And, she, and every time she does, I see that brown hair up on top of her head. I'll yep. stop and watch. I was yep. like, she's, she's always mess.
1: got something to say. But she's so, like, she's really genuine. I will tell you, though, she kind of bothered me the other day when she shit on that Dyson, like, blow dryer. I was like, okay, at least you've stepped too far. (laughs) Because (laughs) that fucking air wand from Dyson, the greatest gift I've ever received. (laughs) Has she
0: ever used
1: one? Yeah, she bought it and she used it and she said she said it felt like it gave her fair faucet hair. And I get it because it does like it puts really nice waves in your hair. She wants like beach waves. Fair faucet hair is coming back. So I don't know, right? (laughs) But it does like it gives you a lot of volume. It gives you really nice curls. It's not like beach waves where a lot of people just kind of want like messy curls. This ain't it. This is like flowing curls. <laughs> but yeah, she shit on the Dyson and I was like, okay, you've stopped. You can stop now, Elise. <laughs> I didn't look at her the same for the next 24 hours. I was like, you know what? Next video, Elise. <laughs> I love that. All right, let's read some lady listener emails. This one's entitled Funny Story. Hey, lady DJs. Thank you so much for your fabulous podcast. Until recently when I was reading Wound Tight, I saw the link to Tessa's Facebook group. I had no idea that there were all these awesome communities of romance readers. It's been so exciting to meet new authors and fellow readers through the Read Me Romance group. So if you don't know, join Read Me Romance headquarters. That's our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Anyway, something happened the other day that I thought would be fun to share. Backstory as I asked my husband to knock out a particular honeydew I guess, a honeydew item one weekend, and instead of doing what I asked, he spent all day installing two smart light switches in the kitchen. I had made it very clear that I thought they were stupid and a waste of money, (laughs) but he bought them anyway. We'd gotten a free Google Home and he sent it and and it sent my husband into a techno frenzy and he was adamant we needed to be able to walk into our lights. We need to talk to our light switches. I let it go, but then kind of it kind of became a running joke between us. Fast forward months later, I was sitting in the office waiting for him to come home in a sexy little kimono and lingerie with heels on trying to keep the baby making process fun. When my husband walked in and saw me, he said, I had a feeling you were going to do something like this, then dragged me over to the kitchen counter and bent me over. He got me nice and worked up before he pulled down, oh my God, he pulled down my panties and thrust into me. Things got hot and heavy while he, rubbed. I'm just going to graze over that. Um... <laughs>
0: Like our
1: podcast doesn't say worse. <laughs> I know, right? Through my pleasure haze, I kind of it kind of registered that things had gotten very bright all of a sudden. We programmed the lights in our kitchen to turn on at sunset in case I got home late so our dogs don't have to sit in the dark. My brain was still trying to figure out what was happening when my husband shouts, Hey, Google, turn the lights off. He kept up the pace through the whole thing. And luckily for me, it takes him forever to come when he's the tiniest bit distracted. I got out three times before he finished. And growl, I don't ever want to hear about those goddamn light switches again. <laughs> he was very smug about his smart switches saving the day, even though they were the reason the lights went on in the first place. I was very satisfied, exhausted, puddle of goo. At this point, I'd let him have his victory. Love to you all. Hope this made you laugh. Keep up the good work. <laughs> That's amazing. LOL, nutty light sh- nutty night shift nurse. I saw this title to this and I printed it out. I don't know what it's going to say, but I do want to say if you're a nurse and you have a crazy story, please send it to us. Yes. Or a doctor, a nurse, whatever. If you're in the medical profession and you have a funny email, please send it because I love these emails. Thought you thought this would make you laugh. I work as a nurse on a night shift and love listening to this podcast on my way to on my way to and from work. It definitely it can definitely make the drive home after a long 12 hour shift a lot more enjoyable. I was driving home on Saturday morning, finishing up my Friday's installment of laughing my ass off as usual when I get pulled over. Of course, I'm immediately wondering if I was speeding, swerving, where's my insurance, etc. You'd think I was smuggling a fuck ton of drugs in the backseat next to some money prior to some money pirated be pirated DVDs from the way my anxiety level skyrocketed. Needless to say, I didn't th- I don't think about what was currently blaring for my audio oh, until God. looking at police officers are dead in the eyes while you gals are debating the merits of a man who sits on <laughs> insists on nutting into the same coke bottle every time he fucks. Oh my god. What? He just blinked at me and I blinked at him until I could literally see the moment it actually registered in her brain what the fuck he had just heard. <laughs> I was dying inside but he quickly let me go with a warning. So cheers. I love what you guys are doing. I became I came because of Alexa Rally, but I stayed for the laughs and awesome sense of community and empowerment I get from you ladies on the rug. And also the deliciously smutty books of course. Danielle. <laughs> oh, oh, so basically, we got her out of a ticket, is what I just. What read. <laughs> is with
0: like Isabel and my husband? Like when they see a cop, mm-hmm. they get all flustered. I'm like, what are you flustered? Like my husband will keep looking in the back mirror. I'm like, what do you? get If he pulls you over, he pulls you over. Yeah, what, are you, gonna what is? S- what's going yeah. on here? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Yeah, like he's got drugs or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got something illegal in the truck. Maybe he does smell, and you don't right. know it. Yes. <laughs> this one's entitled Sleepover Story." Hey, ladies, I'm a huge fan of the show. The podcast was like a getaway, getaway drug, for, a gateway drug for me in the romance audiobook virgin. Now I listen to them at my desk all day while while I'm busy at work. I asked for, you asked for sleepover stories on Monday and I just remembered this one. I was in sixth grade and my best friend since preschool and I had been drifting apart all year. Middle school sucks. I was at a slumber party with all of her new friends who made me feel like a total outsider in a house that I'd been spending time in since I, since birth. I've been, I've never been much of a joiner, but I was really putting in my best work to make friends that night. Instead of birthday cake, she had a huge ice cream sundae bar for dessert. I didn't know at the time but I was starting to become very lactose intolerant. Eating has always been my security blanket, so I gorged myself on ice cream that night. Cut to midnight when my stomach starts to fucking grumble like an angry lion. Everyone who truly knows me knows that my (laughs) farts sounds are the bizarre gurgles that are famous in my family. Like, I dare you not to giggle when you hear them. My husband still laughs every time four years in. So I farted all night. The next morning, everyone is talking about this mystery farter. And I'm like, ooh, who would do that? <laughs> Someone kind of accused me, but I pulled the classic, she who smelt it, dealt it to deflect. Luckily, <laughs> nobody p- prove uh, it was me. Thank God for small miracles. Keep up the good work and have an awesome day, Grace. <laughs> she <laughs> who smelt that. it, dealt it. I want to know all the sleepover stories as well, please. I would like those. Okay, um, oh wait, hold on, I think I have one more in here. Okay, proposal story. Hey ladies, you can say my name, it doesn't matter, lol. <laughs> oh god, the brave ones who say that in the beginning kind of scare me. I'm <laughs>
2: like, ah! fuck it, I don't
1: care, <laughs> who knows. I have a great story about my sister's proposal. Her and her boyfriend love watching the Flash TV show, When and when two of the characters got married, my sister started crying because she loved their songs so much. So once he knew he was going to propose, he made a fake Pinterest to follow her so he can see what she liked. Then he came to my house, my mom's, my aunts, her two friends, my grandma and the ho- my grandma who was in the hospital who ended up passing away two days later after he talked to her and my father's grave. Wait. Oh, he went to those places. He recorded all of us. I knew it was embarrassing when I realized because I was the, oh, I was in Little Mermaid pajamas, lol, when he recorded, while he told us he was going to propose. Then he put together a slideshow using pics of the two of them with a song from The Flash, I guess that's a TV show, playing, or a movie maybe, of Flash playing when he cut to their videos he made. He surprised her using an excuse for his Day party barbecue, and his nephew said he made him a surprise to get her over and put the screen up and the video started playing. When the first video played, my mom and he asked my mom for permission, she finally realized what was happening. He ended the video asking my father's permission and then got down on one knee. There was not a dry eye in the house. I have her reaction watching it and recording it as well as the proposal. Sorry for the long email, but it was the sweetest thing ever I'd ever seen. And it made it even better knowing that it was for my sister. I couldn't be happier. Thank you, ladies. I look forward to listening every week. Love you, girls, Nicole. That's so sweet. sweet. That's a lot of work. I know. You know what, though? Like, that's what I love is the work you put into it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you know he's a book hero. Like, he's a romance hero when you put in that much work. All right, let's talk about Claire Hastings. So you're here for the second installment of Assist, which we will play in just a moment. It is part of the Atlanta Rising Football Club. This is a novella in it. If you like what you're listening to and you want more, she has the ebook available now, which has about 60% extra. So if you like this, you can go get that and read even more about this couple. Um, she also has brand new out. It's called Offsides, which is the book before this one. But they can all be read as a standalone. The next book that she has up is Penalty Kick, but again, that one's as um, a standalone as well. Um, and this week she's giving away um, a signed paperback of Out of Bounds, so be sure and enter that giveaway. So I think that's right. everything. men. <laughs> let's do it. We'll see you guys on the other side.
2: Four Box Cello Suite rang out from between the couch cushions stealing delaney's attention away from the fly of chance's jeans leave it to her phone to ring now letting out a huff she tore her lust-fueled hands away reaching down into the cushions in search of her phone she let out a long exhale registering the unknown number flashing on the screen it had a chicago area code which meant it was probably a spam call tapping the reject button She tossed it back on the couch, returning to the task at hand. Once Chance's pants were undone, she made quick work of tearing his shirt over his head, her eyes slowly grazing down his body, taking in his well-defined pecs and abs. He'd always been in good shape. He was an athlete after all, but this was the first time she'd noticed just how ripped he was. As Delaney ran her fingers along the ridges of his muscles, Chance let out a groan that was suddenly interrupted by Bach. Ugh, Delaney muttered, hitting reject once again. Now, where was she? Licking her lips, she continued to devour his chest with her eyes, not sure exactly where she wanted to start. He'd rocked her world in no time flat and she wanted to return the favor. Except maybe make it last a little longer. The cello sweet called out again, ruining all thoughts of teasing Chance until he was putty in her hands. For fuck's sake! Dell, you better answer that. It's the third time they've called, Chance said. She could hear the disappointment in his voice, but she knew he was right. Three times in five minutes was a lot. Delaney Stewart, she answered, trying to sound professional. Hi, Miss Stewart. This is Officer Walsh with the Chicago Police Department. The police? Delaney's blood went cold as she slid off Chance's lap and onto the couch. Why were the police calling her? On a Sunday. Something must be wrong. A hundred and one potential horrors ran through her head, her mouth going dry. Putting the phone on speaker, she held it in front of her so Chance could listen in. Hi, officer. Is... is something the matter? Do you know a Jeffrey Butler, ma'am? Jeffrey? They were calling about Jeffrey? I do. And you were recently in a relationship with Mr. Butler, is that correct? Yes. Chance gave her a questioning look, silently asking how they knew this and why they cared. Delaney shrugged in response, curious about the same thing. How long have you known, Mr. Butler? Um, not long. Six months, maybe? We only went out a handful of times. Is he okay, officer? Depends on how you define okay, ma'am. What the fuck does that mean? He's not physically injured or anything, but... The cop trailed off. Delaney's heart sank, an ominous feeling taking over. Slipping her hand into chances, she squeezed hard, needing the comfort of her best friend. Are you someplace safe, Miss Stewart? Officer Walsh, what is going on? You're starting to freak me out. I'm sorry, Miss. That's not my intention. Mr. Butler was pulled over yesterday for running a red light, at which time we discovered that he was really Isaiah Ackerman. Who? This wasn't making any sense. Why did she care who Isaiah Ackerman was? Isaiah Ackerman is a known serial killer. He's never been known to physically harm the women he becomes fascinated with, but. The officer continued, but Delaney didn't hear much more, his voice morphing into something that resembled Charlie Brown's teacher. Stalker? Jeffrey was a known stalker. Or, well, Isaiah Ackerman, since he apparently wasn't Jeffrey at all. A shiver ran down her spine. That creepy, crawly feeling she'd had the last few times she'd seen him returning. At least she knew she wasn't crazy for running to Atlanta. But still, what kind of poor judgment had she had in the first place to even go out with him? Yes, officer. Chance's voice cutting through her thoughts. Thank you for calling and letting us know. I'll make sure it all gets taken care of. Chance ended the call, tossing her phone onto the coffee table. Delaney blinked, looking between the phone and her best friend. When had he taken the device from her? What else had the cops said? Her muscles tensed up, leaving her feeling like she was frozen. Was this really happening? Del, Chance said, engulfing her in his arms. The feel of his warm skin against hers made her realize she was still naked. Just a few moments ago, he'd been playing her like a piano, making her see stars, and now he was holding on to her like a hurt puppy. She didn't care, though, as long as he was holding her. I got you. Is it... Do I need to... She trailed off, unable to complete her sentence. She had no idea what to even ask. You're safe, Dell. Don't worry. He's behind bars, and based on his history, they say he'll be denied bail. The cops just wanted to let you know, and they suggest changing your locks and maybe your phone number. We can call a locksmith first thing tomorrow to have them swap everything out on your condo, and you can think about what you want to do about your number. Nothing has to be decided right this second. I still feel... I don't know. Violated isn't the right word, but... She sighed. I'm scared. You have nothing to be scared about. I've got you. He tightened his arms around her, kissing the top of her head. Inhaling deeply, she let his musky scent comfort her. There was nothing quite like being in Chance's arms. As far as she was concerned... This was the best feeling in the world. You know what makes everything better? Wesley and Buttercup. The Princess Bride? Yep. I have it on my hard drive, ready to go. I'll order us a pizza, pepperoni and extra black olives, and we can curl up and watch it. Delaney giggled. Of course Chance had her favorite movie ready to go. Her heart squeezed, tears pricking at the corner of her eyes, unable to hold back the overflow of emotion she was feeling. Chance was the best guy she knew, and he never failed to be there when she needed it. What she did to deserve him, she'd never understand. You're sure? Always. Delaney stretched her arms above her head, arching her back as she opened her eyes. Pitch Black greeted her, the smooth sheets against her skin and the even sounds of Chance's breathing comforting her. The last thing she remembered was being snuggled up against Chance, full of carbs and Swedish fish, having finished the Princess Bride and moved on to practical magic. Based on where she was now, Chance must have carried her to bed after she'd fallen asleep. Rolling over, Delaney focused on her best friend. They'd shared a bed a hundred times over the years, so when she moved in, nothing about them sharing his only bedroom seemed weird. But now, watching him sleep, the sheet draped loosely over his waist, she felt a new stirring inside her. Her hands ached to touch him, the rest of her heating up with desire at the memory of what he'd done to her earlier. No one had ever made her feel the way he did, mentally, physically, emotionally, and she doubted anyone ever would. But she wanted more of that more of him. She placed her hand on his stomach, lightly tracing along his six pack, moving south. Chance was a sound sleeper and didn't seem to even notice her touches. Carefully, she slipped her hand under the waistband of his boxer briefs, running her fingers through the trail of hair. Her heart raced, her feelings for him so overwhelming that she couldn't control herself. She didn't want to control herself. Pushing up, she positioned herself between his legs, shimmying his skivvies down. His long, thick cock sprang free, and Delaney took a moment to admire it before taking it in her hand, stroking slowly. Her mouth watered at the sight, desire rushing through her. She was about to wake him up. A warm, wet feeling engulfed Chance Pleasure rippling through his body The feel of Delaney's mouth on him Sending him into overdrive With her long blonde hair loose around her shoulders He wasn't able to see his cock disappearing between her lips But it didn't matter She was devouring him like a popsicle on a hot day A soft, low moan sent vibrations up his dick, pulling him from his dream into some place that was halfway between sleep and awake. It had been a long time since he'd had a sex dream about Delaney, and he wanted to go back to it, wanted to continue to imagine the feel of her mouth on him. Another wave of vibration hit him, pulling him fully from his dream, except it wasn't a dream. Looking up at him, her pale blue eyes sparkling even in the darkness, Delaney stuck out her tongue, swirling it around the head of his cock. Chance shuddered, unable to control himself. The insane amount of pleasure that one little moment created taking control. She repeated the move before swallowing him whole again. He groaned, loud and hard, fisting the sheets in his hands, trying to gain some self-control. Fuck, she was good with that tongue. Dell, he groaned. "Mm -mm." He couldn't tell if her response was a statement, or a question, or maybe just another moan. What he could see was the smile forming, even with her mouth full of him. Delaney knew that she was driving him insane, and she was enjoying it. Reaching down, he ran his fingers through her hair, unsure of what else to do. This wasn't just some Jersey-chasing hookup. This was Delaney, the only girl he'd ever loved. She was his first fantasy, and truth be told, still his go-to. He had a list as long as his arm of things he wanted to do with her, To her. Delaney cupped his balls, giving them a squeeze, pulling him back into the moment. He let out another groan, his groin tightening with each bob of her head. If she didn't let up soon, he wasn't going to last long enough to get to any of the other items on that list, and that just wasn't acceptable. Chance pushed himself up enough to be able to slip his hands under her arms tugging her up his body. She let go of his dick with a popping sound that seemed to echo through the room. I wasn't done, she said, trying to wiggle out of his grasp. Chance tightened his grip, hauling her into him, kissing her hard. Delaney melted against him, her hard nipples rubbing against his skin, sending sparks through him. If he'd thought she fit perfectly in his arms before, he stood corrected. It was as if her body had been tailor-made to link up with his, their mouths pressed together. Oh, but you are. But I'm not. The sassy tone to her voice matched the look in her eye and the impish smile tugging at the corner of her pretty pink lips. She was so fucking sexy like this that Chance almost had the mind to let her have her way. Almost. That's where you're wrong, beautiful, he informed her, rolling them over so that she was underneath him, caged in by his arms as his body loomed over her. At some point, she had slipped out of her clothing and his gaze slowly dragged down her body, drinking in her gorgeous, naked form. His cock throbbed, missing the attention she had been lavishing him with a moment ago, wanting even more. But he had other plans first, plans that included making sure Delaney knew just how much of a goddess she was. Not wasting another second, Chance gave her a wink, then started kissing his way down her body. Starting with her jawline, he placed wet, open-mouthed kisses along her exposed neck, nipping at her clavicle. Delaney mewled from the attention, arching her back, pushing her stunning tits into the air. Oh, don't worry. I'll get to you, beauties. Chance laughed, loving how responsive she was to his touch. Her body was a lush playground, calling to him, inviting him to take his time and spend hours adoring her. He planned on doing just that. Capturing her breast in his mouth, he sucked hard, her nipple pebbling under his tongue. He continued his oral assault, matching his movements on her other breast with his fingers, swapping between the two every few moments. Delaney writhed, her hands flying to the back of his head, holding him in place. Oh my God, <gasps> Chance, I'm just getting started. With another wink, he slid down farther, settling between her legs, inhaling her scent. Placing a kiss on the inside of each thigh, he drew out the moment, making sure she was filled with as much anticipation as he was. Delaney let out a shuddering breath, letting him know his plan was working. Their eyes locked on one another, heat rising within him. Chance shifted slightly, giving him a better angle, his tongue finding her pussy, licking her from bottom to top, and giving her clit a little flick. Delaney gasped, throwing her head back, pushing her sex into him. Diving into her pussy like it was what he was put on earth to do, he licked, sucked, and nibbled at her. Her hands flew to the back of his head, and she called out his name as he circled that little bundle of nerves, giving it the extra attention it deserved. Chance grabbed onto Delaney's thrashing hips, returning the favor she'd bestowed upon him earlier humming and sending vibrations straight through her. Screaming out his name again, Delaney came, her body going rigid, her fingers tangling in his hair. Chance didn't let up, though. If anything, he renewed his efforts, wanting to make sure her orgasm lasted as long as possible. When her breathing finally returned to normal, her body relaxing in his hands, Chance pushed himself up. Once again looking over her, he lowered himself just enough to kiss her, letting his still raging hard dick slide along her pussy. (gasps) Fuck, Chance. Is that an order or a request? Oh, it's an order, she told him, kissing him again. I need you inside me, now. Your wish is my command. Moving his hips, he let his dick glide along her sex enjoying the feel of her against him. Fuck, did she feel good. He needed to feel all of her, though, and now. Reaching over into his nightstand, he grabbed a condom, ripping it open with his teeth and suiting up. He couldn't wait a second longer. He'd waited more than two decades for this moment. Positioning himself at her entrance, he paused for a moment, giving her one last chance to change her mind. Fuck me, please, she whimpered, swiveling her hips. As you wish. Hold on tight, baby. Chance thrust into her in one swift motion, pulling out just as quickly. She was tight and wet. Everything he'd ever dreamed of taking his breath away. Sliding back in, he rested there for a moment, relishing the feel of her body wrapped around his. It was like he forgot how to think, how to move, the overpowering sensations sending him to outer space. Looking down at Delaney, she was even more beautiful than usual. Her skin was flushed, her hair a tangled mess, and her gorgeous tits heaved from her ragged breath. She wrapped her legs around his waist, Pulling him in even deeper as he started up his movements again, finding a rhythm. Meeting him thrust for thrust, she whimpered and moaned into his kisses, those little sounds sending shockwaves through him. This was every one of his fantasies come to life. No, it was more than that. Every time he'd dreamed of fucking her, every image he conjured up while jerking off from the shower had never, ever been this good. There was just something about her that always managed to exceed expectations. So he should have known that making love to her wouldn't be any different. Picking up the pace, he reached down between them, his thumb finding her clit, circling it just the way he knew she liked it. Right there, yes, yes, she whimpered. Adding a little more pressure with his thumb, Chance ground his hips against her, his dick plunging deep inside her. Her pussy gripped him like a vice, Delaney screaming as her orgasms crashed over her. A second later, his own climax hit him out of nowhere, shooting up his spine like lightning. He continued to thrust, emptying himself into the condom. As Delaney's arms wrapped around his neck, her face buried in his shoulder. Collapsing on top of her, Aftershocks coursing through both of them, Chance tried to catch his breath. He couldn't remember ever coming that hard. It was without a doubt the best orgasm of his life, all due to the stunning blonde currently pinned underneath him. Rolling off of her, Chance pushed up on one arm, resting his head in his hand so he could look at her. His heart squeezed his whole body overcome with some emotion he couldn't name. He didn't dare speak it out loud. He didn't want to ruin the moment. Chance, Delaney whispered, after a long stretch of silence. I... uh... I mean... Shh, he said, shifting to his back, slipping his arm around her and hauling her into him so her head lay on his chest. I got you, Del. I got you. Early morning sunlight peeked through the blinds, hitting Delaney right in the eyes. Slowly coming to, her head still on Chance's chest, she inhaled deeply, enjoying his scent. His arm tightened around her, pulling her impossibly closer, the warmth of him comforting. There was just something about him even in the early hours before she was fully awake, that set her at ease. That ease was why she had turned to him last night. She needed the affection, understanding, and safety that came with being in his arms. Sex was new to them, but the bond between them wasn't. It had always been there. She relied on it, him, to always be there. That said, the sex had been incredible. Delaney wasn't sure she'd ever experienced anything that powerful before. The whole experience, not just the orgasms. Yes, orgasms, plural, was potentially the most intense thing ever. And those orgasms, well, her body was still buzzing from them. Shifting, she ran her fingers lightly along his collarbone drinking in his dark features, and just how beautiful he was. But it wasn't just his chiseled jaw or those soulful eyes. It was his loyalty and how he knew her better than anyone in this world. Ending their engagement was going to be tough. She'd grown accustomed to living with him, having him around all the time, and his kisses. Fuck, his kisses were addictive. If she didn't know better, she'd think they were somehow laced with something. Not to mention all the other dirty things she now knew he was capable of with that mouth. Maybe benefits aren't off the table. Now there was an idea. Just because their agreement was ending didn't mean that the fun had to. He was still her best friend after all. And since they were both single, it just made sense to add that activity into the repertoire. When, or if, one of them found someone they were actually interested in, well, they could cross that bridge then. After this whole Jeffrey fiasco, Delaney wasn't looking to date anyone for a very, very long time. Chance moved underneath her, letting out a low moan. She felt his morning wood against her leg, tempting her, but she restrained herself. One blowjob wake up call was enough for one day. I love you, Dell. Delaney's heart stopped, not sure she heard him properly. Chance's words were muffled, his face turned away from her, but there was no mistaking those words. As much as she wanted to pretend that wasn't what he said, She couldn't. Chance loved her. Oh, shit. He couldn't love her. Not like that. This was Chance, her best friend. It wasn't like that between them. It couldn't be like that. Panic washed over her. If he loved her, what did that mean? Was he going to want more? No, she couldn't do that. Not with Chance. What if something went wrong? She needed to go, needed to get out of here. Rolling off him, she rushed out of bed, throwing on the first thing she could find. She shoved a bunch of clothes and toiletries into her suitcase, not caring that it wasn't organized. She could fix that later. Right now, she needed air. Delaney pulled a notebook from her purse, scribbling a note on it, leaving it on her pillow. Hopefully, Chance wouldn't be too mad at her. That was something else she could worry about later when she was anywhere but here. Chance rolled over, reaching for Delaney, but only finding cool sheets in her place. The crinkle of a piece of paper sent a jolt through him. He bolted upright, unfolding it, his stomach sinking as her ring slid onto the bed. Had to go. Need to think. D. Seven. Chance's eyes flew open as the plane touched down on the tarmac, wheels skidding to a stop to say the last twelve hours had been a whirlwind would have been putting it mildly after staring at her note for what felt like forever, His heart pounding and stomach lurching. He'd sent a text to Liam and D B. Elliot, cancelling their morning run. He had no idea what had happened between falling asleep last night and now, but something had frightened Delaney away. The one thing he did know was that he needed to get her back. Last night had been more than just sex, at least to him. It had been the culmination of everything he'd felt for her for a long time. But what if it hadn't been that for her? She'd been freaked out after the call from the cops, but Chance had a hard time believing that she was only looking for physical comfort. That wasn't who she was. He'd booked the first flight he could to Denver, knowing exactly where she'd headed. Neither of them had lived here for years, but it would always be home. Delaney had a thing about her own bed, and if she needed to think, that's where she was. She'd had hours head start on him, but he didn't care. Stepping out of the lift he'd taken to her place, he fiddled with the ring in his pocket as he walked to the porch. He slipped his key into the lock, opening the front door of Delaney's childhood home. A quick nod of greeting to her parents in the kitchen, and he was bounding up the stairs, two at a time, off to find his girl. Hey, you, he said, tapping lightly on her door. Delaney looked up at him, tears in her eyes, her pillow clutched to her chest. She looked beautiful despite her puffy eyes. Her long legs curled up underneath her, and old boy band poster on the wall behind her. What are you doing here? Well, I woke up this morning expecting to find the most beautiful girl in the world, and instead, I found a cryptic note and a ring. Oh. Yeah, oh. Chance walked into the room, sitting down on the bed, lifting her legs to rest in his lap. So... Want to tell me why we're having this conversation in your childhood bedroom in Denver rather than in our bed in Atlanta? Our bed? Well, you've been sleeping in it with me for the last couple of months, and last night we did a lot more than sleep. Delaney swallowed hard, the muscles in her neck contracting, nerves radiating off her. Chance's heart squeezed, hating to see her like this. He wished she would just tell him what was bothering her. Dell, what's going on? Did you not enjoy last night? Please don't say that, please. No, I did. I really, really did. It's just, she trailed off. You told me you love me. I what? Chance ran through the events in his head, enjoying the visuals it conjured up. There were numerous times he'd wanted to say it but held back, not wanting to scare her. But he didn't remember actually saying it. This morning, she answered, reading his mind. I think you were still asleep. Maybe you weren't. But you said it. Cat's out of the bag now. And my loving you was a problem? Chance, I... I mean, do you? Do you really? Love me, I mean? He stared at her, dumbfounded. Did she really not know? Dell, I have loved you ever since you crashed into me playing tag in the first grade. His pulse kicked up a notch, a nauseous feeling sweeping over him. He'd kept this secret for so long, so sure she didn't return the feelings, that now that it was out there, he didn't know what to do. Delaney's silence wasn't helping matters. For as long as he could remember, his biggest fear was her finding out and then his heart would be crushed. Now, here he sat, holding on to her legs, hoping that she would let him down easy. I've never been good at watching where I was going, she joked. Chance smiled, remembering that day on the playground standing next to the swings when a bubbly blonde with pale blue eyes nearly plowed him over, trying to get away from whomever was it. If he had known then what love at first sight was, he would have proclaimed it on the spot. But you've always been there to catch me. I told you then, and I will for forever. I've got you. But... But what? Tears filled Delaney's eyes threatening to spill. His heart squeezed again, wanting to reach for her. She needed to answer him, though. He'd always be there for her, no matter what. If he was about to leave here with a shattered heart, though, he'd prefer to know it sooner rather than later. The last couple of days have been a lot, she offered. They have. That was all she had to say? Chance held back a sigh, not wanting his frustration to show. He hadn't meant to admit that he loved her out loud. She couldn't really hold it against him, right? Dell, look, no, Chance, please, let me finish. She cut him off. I've been sitting here all day, stuck in my own head about everything. I was really freaked out after that call yesterday, and I'm glad I was with you when I got it, because I don't know how I would have handled it otherwise. It's why I ran to you in the first place. You are my safe space. You always have been. And I always will be. I know. But hearing you say those words this morning, especially after last night, I didn't know how to react. If you regret what happened last night, then we can just forget it. No. That's just it. I don't regret any of it. Not one moment. A tear fell from the corner of her eye, sliding down her cheek. My only regret is not doing it sooner. I know you were asleep, but you said those words so easily. Words that expressed something I didn't even realize I was feeling. I freaked out, ran away, and ever since I left Atlanta, all I could think about was how I shouldn't have left how I should have said the words back. But then I started to worry you didn't really mean them and that if I did call and tell you that, you'd think I was ruining our friendship. Because I love you, Chance Walker, like actual true love. Wesley and Buttercup true love. And I want to wear that ring and be your actual fiancé love. Chance couldn't breathe. His heart was beating so fast he was sure that at any moment it would give out. Delaney loved him the same way he loved her, and she wanted to be his fiancée, his real fiance. Well, that was easy enough. Moving her legs off him, he slid off the bed, down onto one knee. He reached into his pocket, pulling out the ring he'd bought her weeks ago, the one she told him about years ago. Delaney Stewart, I love you. I have loved you since before I knew what love was. You are the buttercup to my Wesley, the Miss Piggy to my Kermit the Frog, and whatever other weird movie references we can make. You are the only one I want to spend my days with. Will you do me the honor of wearing this as my fiancé, my lover, and soon-to-be my wife? Will you marry me? Yes! Slipping the ring onto her finger, he stood up, cupping her face in his hands and capturing her mouth in a long, slow kiss. Thank you for coming after me. I'm sorry I ran away. Run to me next time, would you? He teased. I will. I promise. Now and forever, Dell. I've got you. This has been Assist by claire hastings read for you by james r cheatham
1: resisting you by daphne Elliot an enemies to lovers small town romance everyone in the small town of havenport loves luke kim everyone except for nora rossi that is nora has a fashion empire to build and an old house to repair so she's not interested in romance especially not with a cocky billionaire neighbor she loves to hate because she's been burned before. But then fate starts a fire. When Nora needs help, Luke jumps at the chance to spend more time with the curvy spitfire who makes his heart race. The sparks and insults start flying and pretty soon they start to feel the heat. When the smoke clears, can they forge their enemies to lovers' passion to happily ever after? Authors note, Resisting You is a full length, standalone, enemies to or romance featuring forced proximity, explosive chemistry, and a guaranteed happily ever after. May contain adult language, graphic sexy times, lots of frenemy banter, rowdy senior citizens, home improvement disasters, and a sprinkle of kink. If this is your first visit to Havenport, welcome and get ready to swoon. That's Resisting You by Daphne Elliott, an enemies-to-lovers small-town romance. Get it now. Welcome back. Hey. So thank you so much to Claire Hastings. We really appreciate you bringing assist to us this week. Um, up next week, we have Georgia Kaufman with Stuck with a Date. I'm super excited about it. It sounds so cute. The book. It actually, yeah, it looks. I really like all of
0: her covers and stuff. I was Mm -hmm. going through all of her stuff when I set her up. Really cute.
1: If you check the Read Me Romance website, go to readmeromance.com. Um, you can see the tab, which is um, upcoming audios. Just click on that and you can see Mel has in the next several weeks that are coming up um, with all the authors that are on there, what books they have and all their good stuff. Yeah.
0: So. And you guys can go through there and click to the past. So If you guys are ever mm-hmm. looking for a certain episode, I always mm-hmm. keep for, you can go in there, and you can do the search tab up top, and it'll bring up the book, and you can click on it, and then you can click, like, I link you to take you straight to that episode, so you click it from, like, your iPhone, it'll take you right mm-hmm. to that episode Yep. on your iPhone in the uh, podcast app, so. And
1: it's really cool if you're looking for it, so. So, everything's um,
0: on there. in mm-hmm. the show notes to get all that crap. Yep. New releases. Make sure um,
1: Alexa Riley has uh, Avalanche of Love is out. The whole and series should be, we'll be out have now. Yeah, so you'll have a blizzard of love, a flurry of love, a blizzard of love, and an avalanche of love. All of those will be out now, so make sure you grab those. And we have some new stuff coming up soon that we'll tell you about next time. So, All right, I think that's it. So tell them what and to that's do. That's it. Fuck your day up. Make your day your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me
0: romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance.